Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I'm your hostess, Pat Rulo, and today I'm just so happy to share a Firebird Book Award-winning author with you. She is Retta Flagg, and her book is titled Seven and an Eighth. Retta lives in Virginia Beach with her partner, Crystal Dahl, and a reincarnating plant, which she thinks is a Deffenbachia. Her spiritual adventures started early in life growing up in Maine, where she enjoyed talking to trees and lakes. She discovered existentialism in college, and after surviving her first existential crisis, she converted to goddess worship. She led an ongoing full moon circle for over 10 years. The Seth books were the first time she read a worldview that explained the nature of reality in a way that made sense to her. Having read several books by a trance channeler, she jumped at the opportunity to see one live and in person when Lee Schultz came to Pittsburgh and channeled a being named Samuel back in 1986. And since that time, she has traveled the world with the Samuel Group. The spiritual teaching and practices in this book come primarily from her studies with Samuel. She is also a graduate of the University of Maine, holding a BA in psychology. She was the second female journey person millwright in Pennsylvania, and she later graduated from the Pittsburgh School of Massage Therapy in 1986 after being introduced to massage from a personal back injury. So much to know about this fascinating author, so let's bring her on. Welcome to the network, Retta. Hello, good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh my gosh, I said so many things in this bio that we have a 15-minute interview that might take me two hours to try to delve into. So there's just a, there's a lot of fascinating information in here. We might not get to all of it, but let's just start by saying congratulations on the book win. Oh, I'm so excited about that. It, it, you know, you, you put yourself out in a book and, of course, your friends and family give feedback. But when you get it validated from, like, a contest like this it's just very gratifying thank you so much oh my gosh i understand that it's a little scary to put yourself out there but uh so is life and you've got to put yourself out there and good things tend to come back so mm-hmm. you were then led to samuel who is an entity that was channeled by lee schultz and that mm-hmm. pretty much changed your life right yes yes samuel's very good at taking esoteric principles and making them practical in everyday life. Um, that's one of the things that, I, the themes that I wove into my novel was, here's, here's something that you can do that's going to help you connect into that spiritual being that you are. So maybe give us a peek then into the book. Okay, well, from the mythology basis, the story of the Seven Sisters or the Pleiades is they were born from um, Atlas and Fioni, seven sisters, and, you know, they, like, had lives on Earth. They had children. They had, well, consorts of different gods for their children. And there was a a, a, a man named Orion who chased them all the time, and they got so tired of it. Zeus took pity upon them and threw them into the heavens, and they became the constellation of Pleiades. And in researching this, I found that the legends of the Seven Sisters were in all major ancient societies. They were called the uh, Kritika in India. They were called the Mayamai, the Hathors in Egypt. So I realized that 
rather than just being a side note myth in Greek mythology, they had a major impact on um, humanity. And the constellation Pleiades is involved in a lot of esoteric understanding and energy work. It's always been one of my favorite constellations. I, I lived in um, Arizona, right at the base of the Superstition Mountains, which was already a magical mm -hmm. place. And so especially during the, the winter months, you could look up and just wonder about, wonder what the stories were about. And I, I did a little brief study of it, but that's why I was fascinated by your book. Daniel told me if I wanted to know what their work was here, to look at, what their, look at their children. So, and uh, I did so much research, but and some of it is included in the appendix to the book if people want to look it up. But there's lots of different versions of stories, so I went through all the different versions, and then as I incorporated it into the novel, I picked one that would fit into the plot, or make the plot fit into the, mm -hmm. the research part. And I hesitate to say I gave a very unique perspective on the Pleiades, because all people think they have a unique perspective with the novel, but um, it's like looking at them as they were humans and their contact with humanity and taking it to a personal re level rather than, oh, they were great gods and who knows what they really did. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, using that as a means to you know, write about what is a spiritual journey. And what are the elements of it? And what are you really looking for when you're saying that you're doing a spiritual energy journey? And one of the things I really tried to convey was that sense of wonder when you're connecting with high vibrational energy. And what does that feel like? What does that look like? You know, what is that sense of being connected to spirit? So, Retta, as you were writing this, did you feel like you were writing this alone, or did you feel like you were connecting and tapping into something else? Were you getting assistance? Yeah. It was really interesting. It took me 20 years to write this book. Oh, okay. <laughs> My poor partner was like, oh, yeah, Retta's writing a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I finally did it. So, I, uh, it's one of my bucket list things. But, you know, I would, like, look at the research, look at what the children are doing what I felt about the person do meditations, I had dreams, and there were times when I would just get, like totally stop writing, and when I came back to it, realized that I was trying to take the story in a different direction. So it's almost like the characters sort of took over how to tell the story. Mm -hmm. and I couldn't force them into my version of what I thought it should be. I hear that often where people say that the characters took on a life of their own and basically the author was kind of the medium and the characters mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. kind of ran the show. I know. I had so much fun with, with Zeus as a character. That I just, I really enjoyed him. You know, even though he's sort of this macho, testosterone guy, you know, God. But um, I think portraying him as a, an artist was a wonderful way to connect into what is that, the duality of being spirit and being human when you have many parts to yourself mm -hmm. and how to reconcile that. That's interesting. What has been the response from readers? 
Well, um, I've had several people tell me that they read it at night just before bed, and then they have wild dreams at night. <laughs> and then someone who is a, well, she's a, a therapist and um, coach, and, and you know, she says that the book is just profound in how it teaches about the human psyche and spirit. And, you know, of course, I personally have always liked getting my spiritual information from the form of a story, and several people have said, this is a great way to get, get your spiritual information is my story. Have you been able to channel? How does it come through to you? Well, I mean, Sam taught us techniques for channeling. And... I mean, there were a couple of people in the group who did become a trans channeler. Um, it's not something that I really want to do for myself. And the way I get my information is visual. When I'm when I'm writing, I'll start thinking about a situation, and then I'll get this whole scenario, vivid picture of what I want, and then I write that into the story. So. People get information differently. Mm -hmm. That's techniques that you can do to develop that so that you understand how spirit is trying to communicate with you. And when I started looking at the sisters, you could see from their children and things that were said about them, powerful forces that what they were working with on the planet. So like Zeus and Maya had Hermes as a son, who was a really amazing god and was still in the cradle when he went off and stole some, I believe it was cattle from Poseidon or one of those. And he had become the patron saint of Thebes. And he also had his Zeus's way with women so that he had very many children and very many consorts, but um, you can see that combination of Maya, who who lived on a, in a cave on Mount Pelini in Greece, and how that would meld into the masculine form of Zeus, creating another force going out into the world to create change. Mm -hmm. So, I would say, you know, when we talk about gods and goddesses, that they're dimensional beings who are here to experience the earth. And, and there's a lot that if you look at like the Greek gods to the Roman gods, um, to earlier gods and goddesses, they sort of transformed one into the other with different names. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for however long they were here to work, they took on this persona that could interact with humanity. I could see why it took 20 years to put this together. <laughs> <laughs> so younger generations, and I, I say that as a person who's been retired for several years now, are getting their spirituality not from the traditional institutions, but out on their own. So I think it's like four out of ten millennials um, describe themselves as other in their spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. So it's a a trend right now to move away from established religions and create your own spiritual being 
that work for who you are. Mm-hmm. One of the, the things that I'm trying to do here is create a space where it's okay to be a spiritual being without being in an established religion. Mm-hmm. Now, it's important to have spiritual community, but you can create that without being in a, a church. And, and I'm not saying that what established religions offer, I mean, I'm not denigrating that at all, but I think we're moving away from having the priest or pastor tell us what God thinks and recognizing that God resides, God's goddess source. I mean, it, the words are, are so limiting for what the actual energy is. Mm-hmm. Resides within us. And that as a species, we're moving to that point where we all recognize that we are one with the divine. Bringing that into humanity's consciousness is making a huge difference in the planet. As you can see by a lot of the um, trends of conflict between different parts of society, you know, some are saying we need to have empathy and compassion, and others are like, well, we need to do what is best for us, you know, which has been the model for a long time, but moving away from making the divine out there instead of making it within us. Mm-hmm. And that journey, and, and when you talk about spiritual journeys, I would say the whole journey is about learning the meaning of love. And that's a theme throughout the whole book is what does it mean to love? And people get get their hearts broken. They get abused, abandoned, all the wonderful things that are part of the human experience. And it hurts. It hurts the heart. So, you know, people think that, that love is hard. And what I wanted to get a sense of in the book, it's love. Loving is easy. It's how you've been taught to love. Mm-hmm. So that's that's probably the main point of the whole book. Um, I was talking to Samuel one time, and he was saying, you need to learn how to love yourself more. And I, I looked at him, and I said, I do love myself. <laughs> you know, and, and he just sort of arches his eyebrow and looks at me. And so I went off to, like, love myself more. And I went through a very easy time of it. So I finally realized in my family, when you express love to each other, you gave each other a hard time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so love to me was giving somebody a hard time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't until I had that realization that I could start to actually look at a different way to love. Uh, and learning to love is a journey across lifetimes and dimensions. It's not, okay, I've got it down pat now. I'm still learning about love, but it's a lot more unconditional now than it used to be. So That is fascinating to actually take take your life apart and really kind of look at it and say, why do I think this way or behave this way? You you gave me something to think about. I'm going to look back at my family and think about how we express love. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own little way of doing it. They get passed down, you know. Generation of parents teach love like they've learned how to do it. 
right off the top of my head, I'm thinking the way, the way I think I express love is doing things for people and taking care of people and making sure all situations are good for people, which is not something you necessarily feel. It's not a feeling thing. It's more of a doing thing. Oh my gosh, look what you just did to me. I've got a, I've got a lot to think about here today. <laughs> Thank you. That's a gift, actually. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, my friend, like I said, I, there's a whole lot more I want to talk about, but uh, maybe we'll have to do this again sometime. I'm fascinated by the journey person millwright in Pennsylvania, but maybe we'll have to save this for another conversation. Why don't you head us over then to um, places where folks can contact you, where they can learn more about you and get copies of your book? Well, there's my website, which is uh, redaflag.com, and flag is with two Gs. Um, and it has all the links on it. So it's on Amazon and Google and Barnes and & Noble and several other sites for sale, which all the links are on that website. Or if they want to order it directly from me, they can do it on my website as well. All right. So the website is rettaflag.com, R-E-T-T-A-F-L-A-G-G, rettaflag.com. The book is titled Seven and an Eighth. And you've been a gift to me today. Thank you for sharing you and for uh, sharing your book with us today. And I appreciate the gift you give to the writing community. It's a huge gift. And, and thank you. <laughs>